Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. I know I told you last week that there wouldn't be an episode this week, but surprise, I'm back. And I wanted to talk a little bit today about kind of where we experience pain with axial spondyloarthritis. And I know the real simple answer could just be everywhere, episode done. But I thought I'd delve into it a little bit more because I'm seeing a lot of people come on to the forums on Facebook and say, I have this pain, I have that pain. Is it axial spondyloarthritis? Is it not axial spondyloarthritis? You know, what, what's causing this? Is this normal? Chances are it probably is either a direct or an additional symptom of axial spondyloarthritis, but it's something you really want to talk to your doctor about. You want to let them know that you're experiencing it because it could be just normal AS items that are coming after you, or it could be some additional issue or something not even related to AS. It could be some entirely other health condition that you just kind of chalk it up to AS and you find out later on that and it's really not, and it's something your doctor wishes you would have explained to them much sooner. But anyway, I want to talk about kind of symptoms of spondyloarthritis, where you can expect, you know, in general pain to hit. And now this isn't going to apply to everybody, and so it, it but it's going to apply to most people. We know spondylitis symptoms are caused by inflammation as the body's immune system attacks its own tissues. The more active the disease is, the more inflammation increases and the worse symptoms become. We also know spondylitis is a progressive disease, and without treatment, generally spondylitis symptoms tend to worsen and lead to joint damage over time. Now, not everybody will get joint damage. Some people will not ever have to do treatment, have very little joint damage. It's like any disease. There are various levels of how bad you're affected. So, you know, again, this is just generally for most people. It's not going to apply to everybody. So when we talk about the pain associated with it, the primary symptoms of, of spondylitis is pain caused by the inflammation. Spondylitis pain generally worsens, you know, as you're immobile for long periods of time, such as overnight when you're trying to sleep or if you're sitting watching some TV or just, you know, maybe having dinner, whichever, that inactivity can lead to increases in the inflammation and then increases in pain. Where and how the pain is experienced, though, depends on where the disease is active in your body. Joint pain, you know, stuff that happens in the neck, the hips, the spine, that's the most common type of pain reported by people. But it doesn't mean that's the only areas that you'll experience pain or those are the first areas that you'll experience pain. Where can spondylitis pain occur? Well, in this particular article that I'm referencing, they gave a list of things and it's easier just to say everywhere. But I'll go through this. Spondylitis can cause inflammation and pain in many parts of the body. Spondylitis most typically involves pain in joints and eyes. Spondylitis pain most commonly affects the buttocks, the chest, the heels, the eyes, any joint in your body, legs, low back, mid back, neck, your pelvis, sciatic nerve areas, sciatic nerve itself, shoulder, and upper back, pretty much everywhere. Along with that, there can be some muscle and joint symptoms that come into play. Spondylitis can cause stiffness and muscle weakness or spasms. 
These issues can contribute to motor problems such as having poor balance, having trouble breathing if you've got issues with your chest starting to fuse. You have difficulty walking. You have limited range of motion and even in some cases trouble swallowing. Progressive damage to the spine can lead to ankylosing, which is the fusing that happens to the vertebrae, and posture changes, including the kyphosis, which is the rounding of the back. All of that is a you know something that you might experience. You might not. Again, everybody's different. Luckily or unluckily, I've experienced most of those, unfortunately. It's something I'm familiar with. It, it's come on over 40 years for me in various stages. Some general symptoms of spondylitis that also cause fatigue for the whole body, depression, anxiety, and you can have problems sleeping. The chronic fatigue is one that most people report getting worse as they get older, and that chronic fatigue is caused by the inflammatory progress in your body. Depression and anxiety are common as well, and those can kind of go across many chronic illnesses. Many people with spondylitis report cognitive symptoms as well, or what we also see termed as brain fog, such as memory issues and trouble finding the right word. And some spondylitis symptoms may depend on which type of spondylitis a person has or which combination. For instance, those with enteropathic spondylitis experience you know, the bowel inflammation and other gastrointestinal problems. People with psoriatic arthritis, they're likely to have an inflammatory skin rash in addition to joint pain. Those who have psoriatic or reactive arthritis often experience dactylitis or the sausage digits, you know, the swollen figures or toes. Less common uh, spondylitis symptoms include heart arrhythmias and neuropathy, you know, like numbness, tingling sensations. And then last but not least is some serious complications that we can experience or we may experience. Studies show that people with spondylitis have a significantly higher rate of fatal cardiovascular disease than people without spondylitis. Inflammation caused by spondylitis may increase the risk for cardiovascular disease, such as hypertension, heart failure, heart attacks, and stroke. Other studies have found that the risk of cardiovascular disease is lowered in people with spondylitis when they take statins, which is a class of medication that lowers cholesterol and fights inflammation. So again, if you're having cholesterol issues, talk to your doctor. It may be that you are on the right medication and they're doing all the right work. I take a statin and I take a high blood pressure med. And for the last several years, my blood pressure has been great. My cholesterol has been really well. It is being controlled by the medications. The downside is I take medication to control it. Those with spondylitis have an increased risk of osteoporosis as well, which is weak and brittle bone that may lead to painful and debilitating fractures. Also, People who take high levels of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, such as Mobic and Advil, long-term may have a higher risk of developing both heart and gastrointestinal problems. And at what age does spondylitis symptoms tend to show or appear? Most people experience their first spondylitis symptoms before age 45, typically in their 20s and 30s. But again, that doesn't mean you might not be in your 60s and develop it, or even as a young, young child. I've seen it go both ways on the age scale, so... That's just in general. The most common early symptoms of axial spondyloarthritis is the chronic pain in the low back and the buttocks, you know, your hip areas. And then, do symptoms ever really go away? Well, not really. Researchers have yet agreed upon how to define remission in the case of spondylitis. So it's not yet possible to estimate what percentage of us achieve a remission. More clinical studies are needed. However, some people treated with non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs or biologic drugs and some via diet, not a lot, but some have shown with diet 
that they can help to significantly reduce their spondylitis symptoms. It does not appear common for axial spondylarthritis symptoms to disappear spontaneously, you know, on their own without treatment, but it could happen. So with that said, I want to thank you for checking in on this short episode. I'm in the process, if you listen to this, of moving. And so I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. I look forward to speaking to you in the future. And everybody take care and keep safe.